pleased to have on the line now a guy who uh, grew up in Edmonton and has gone on to big things in the Western Hockey League, Bob Torrey, who is the GM of the Tri-City Americans. Bob, you're on with Reed. Thanks for making time for our show. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks, guys, and welcome. Thanks for checking in tonight. So the news here, the WHL's U.S. division has the go-ahead for Friday, March 19th. Uh, you know, obviously, and this comes on the heels of the Alberta teams are going to get going in late February. Um, I, I'm sure that I'm sure this is this is a long answer, but is it kind of possible to just sum up uh, some of the steps here that that have to fall into place for the American teams to get this go-ahead? Well, first of all, we had to, you know, we had to be in good shape with uh, with our presentation to the Washington government, uh, Governor Inslee and his health department, and the WHL has put a lot of work into establishing protocols uh, to make sure it's safe not only for our players, but uh, our staff and uh, the building employees. So those those are the first steps, and then now we got to start the the process of getting the players back into the United States, which. Um, all all the players on the teams already have their immigration done, so that's that part of it will be smooth. It's just a case of uh, our protocols. The players will have to quarantine at home in Canada for about a week, and then they'll travel down, and then we'll start the testing process, the antigen tests and stuff, to make sure everyone's uh, negative and isolate them for a bit and retest them, and then hopefully we can get to full practices with no problem. Okay, well, obviously a lot of things you got to do to be safe, but but I'm glad this is proceeding. So this is uh, obviously you guys, Tri City, Spokane, Seattle, Portland, and Everett. Any details on a, on a schedule yet, or how the season's going to be played out? Yeah, we're working on the schedule as we speak, and I think we're very close to being able to announce it. Uh, obviously, uh, probably be no overnight stays. Uh, it'll be just in and out because it's just U.S. Division teams, which you know, trying to make it as, as safe as possible. And um, like I said, we hope to have a schedule out soon. Uh, I know our club, we're televising all our home games, which is a first for us, which is quite exciting. And for the players, I think it's time because by the time we play on March 19th, Reed, that'll be a full year that the players have gone without hockey. And uh, that's a long time. And, and the other part of it is we have to try and stay relevant in our markets. Uh, it's been really hard on all the teams because – we're a ticket-driven league, and we're not going to be allowed fans for this season. So it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it tell us who generally you are up against for the fans' attention and dollar in Tri City. Well, in Tri Cities, it's not you know we're we're the smallest market in the U.S. market and the smallest smallest city as well. So for us, it's not like we're up against the Seahawks or the Mariners. It's more um, high school sports. Uh, is part of it so you know weekends are important for us when when we're allowed fans but but the biggest part in in the u.s market which is a little different than canada's our minor hockey system although it's good it's not like it is in canada so a lot of the kids don't grow up with hockey so when you've been away from the sport for almost a year the fear is that you're going to lose some fans they find other interests or other entertainment options and um, that's why for us it was important to get our games on tv this year and trying to try and make sure that we're relevant so if we do get fans back at the start of next season that uh, we don't lose any right bob tory joining us on the face-off show general manager of the tri-city americans I- i'm wondering how for you as a general manager this affects you trying to have that list ready for the bantam draft and organize your prospects i mean here in alberta edmonton most of the 
minor hockey. I mean, there's there's a little bit of hope now because of a recent development, but I mean, some teams have played no games or, or very few games. So how, how do you prepare for a, a Bantam draft when you don't get a lot of information from this season? Yeah, well, fortunately, we've moved our Bantam draft back to de- December. So that, that'll give us, you know, if everything's up and going next season, half a season to, to scout that 2006 age group. For, as far as the U.S. players, I've been fortunate that uh, there have been tournaments for the U.S. guys in Phoenix and Denver and places like that. I've been able to go out and do some scouting of the U.S. guys, which is a which is a portion of our market. But really, most of our top-end players are coming from Western Canada still, so it makes it difficult for all teams. Uh, next year will be difficult because our scouts will have to scout both the 206s and the 207s, so there will be a lot of work to be done. And you know, when you're scouting young kids, it's not an exact science as it is. So it's going to be a transition for everybody, but we got to stay positive and do the best we can. And, and for evaluating our own prospects, like we haven't seen those kids for a year. So, you know, uh, speculating where they fit in and those types of things. We're hoping that we can have some spring camps for our prospects that are on our list uh, coming up, uh, which would be handy for getting prepared for next season. All right, Bob, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit, and I'm going to ask you about a player who uh, who maybe got under the, uh, the skin of your team a little bit when he played in the Western Hockey League, and now he's an Edmonton Oiler. He was four years with the uh, Spokane Chiefs in the Western Hockey League. Kyler Yamamoto, uh, obviously you would have seen this guy a lot as an opponent. Give me some memories of him as a junior, and are you... Uh, uh, are you surprised that uh, that he's been so effective in the NHL, or, or did you see this coming? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, it, obviously, Kyler was a smaller player, so it was going to take some time. His biggest asset, right from when he was a kid, was his competitive his competitiveness and his ability to, uh, you know, just work extremely hard and, and he has a nose for the net. Obviously, we saw him a lot. We saw him when when Spoke had good teams and were beating us, and we saw him when. Spokes team wasn't as good, and we were beating them 10 out of 12. So uh, I have a lot of respect for him, a lot of respect for the way he approached the game, how hard he worked and how hard he competed. He was a very exciting player, obviously, in junior, and he's an exciting player in the NHL. And I think he's going to have a good, good, long career with Edmonton and in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. He's fun to watch. Well, Bob, thanks for making time to, to come on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on 630 Chad, and, and I'm really happy to see the news that uh, that the American teams are going to get to play, and, and hopefully, you know, this will happen as well in BC, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, and we can, you know, crown a, a true Western Hockey League champion for this year. That would be awesome. Really appreciate your time. Hope we can talk again, and all the best this season. Yeah, anytime and all the best. I'm looking forward to that game tonight. That should be a doozy, Edmonton and Calgary. Right on, Bob. Me too. That is Bob Torrey, the general manager of the Tri-City Americans. So they're going to start up on Friday, March 19th. That is the uh, U.S. teams and uh, the Alberta teams. They have already announced earlier that they're going to get going on February uh, 20. What's the exact weekend? February 25th and 26th, I believe. And the Oil Kings likely to start the season against the Red Deer Rebels.